right, everyone, and welcome to Leafs Talk. We are on Sportsnet Plus and the Leafs Radio Network. I am Justin Bourne. That's my homie, Sam McKee, and I hey, drew the worst Leafs game of the season. Ugh. Body, I, you know, I. there's certain things that you feel good about a hockey team and you watch them play on a road trip, and then you watch this game and you're just right back to thinking maybe they suck. Like, I'm just right back yeah. into panic mode on what this team is after watching that product at Scotiabank arena tonight. And I know you're an old man. I'm heading towards that. You have children. I like to go to bed early, ban the 8 PM start. At, <laughs> like what the, like, could we have, could this have ended an hour ago? Is that, oh. is that allowed? Like, it was a really, really awful game, my friend. I don't even know where you want to start. Yeah, well, I will start at the idea that on our show, you know, on Real Kipper and Born yeah. this week, we've, we're talking about some teams that, like, you can't overreact to small samples in the early season. Mm. Sometimes you lose a few, you win a few. Yeah. Maybe you're not as good as you think, right? The Canadians are 5-2-2. Two, and two. They're probably not mm -hmm. that good. But it doesn't mean nothing, you know, like you look at where people are in the standings and it's like Vegas is undefeated and Colorado's pretty good. And Boston's pretty good. My point here is I couldn't help but look at the Leafs tonight and go, eh. you know, like, yeah. I, like, I don't think they're bad by any means or, but like, there's definitely some things there that I'm like, okay, they got, they got holes this, this yeah. year. So where do you want to start with the holes? Because D, D? I think, I mean, I don't know. I've been beating up a number of people in my brain. Who? Where do you? Where do you want to start? What's on your mind? Yeah, I guess we could probably start with the defense. I I'm concerned. Can we just start with the with 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 Mitch Marner? Yes, 100. percent Happy to. I'm not sure what's going on here this year. Mm. Um, I don't really remember many moments of him looking like vintage Mitch Marner, and I no. don't know exactly. I can't quite quantify it. Maybe you, uh, with a better hockey eye than myself, can. But it just feels like the the driving nature of his game, the ability to be the engine of a hockey game, sort of have the pace yeah. of the game go around him. Like remember when we talked about him last year, with and when he's at his best, it's like almost like a Chris Paul, where the whole game is going at his speed, regardless if it's fast or slow. And he just seems to be barely involved a lot of these nights. And he's playing with Matthews, and they've we've we've talked about on our show about the lack of like actual assisting on each other's on each other's goals but tonight again it just i guess there wasn't a ton of great guys out there a lot of passengers but tonight particularly when you needed a guy like that to kind of wake everybody up and kind of bring the energy up just nowhere to be found tonight brutal yeah. there is a like a pay level where if we're paying you 1.5 million dollars or less and you don't look bad that's okay. We just need you to not mess up. Hold yeah. your spot in the roster down. Don't mess up. We're paying you, uh, you know, five million to one and a half. You can be. We need you to be pretty good some nights, like important, and you can have some bad nights, whatever. We're paying you eleven. Mm -hmm. We need you to be dynamic. We need you to be better than the good players. We need you to be like consistently impactful. And yeah, to your point about you know Marner moments this year, I was thinking like what are the three best plays he's made this season? And it's like, boy, I'm hard pressed to come up with any where you're like, Oh, that's the thing that Marner does. And yeah, we're nine games in here and he's, I think he's got seven points or somewhere in that range, but it's been pretty underwhelming. Yeah. So I, I thought tonight was a perfect opportunity where 
I guess you get that power play goal. You make it three. I guess they made it three one, and they had a couple chances right after that to maybe make it three yeah. two. But I thought tonight was a good message sending chance with totally. I don't know which the stars. I don't know if you're gonna bench Marner. I know like God forbid that happened. Our show tomorrow wouldn't have been a lot of fun. But like maybe bench Marner. I think Bertuzzi. I don't know if he's still banged up. They're kind of protecting him. He didn't play much in the third, if at all. I, I barely I noticed him at all. Game. So did, did he get a shift in the third? Maybe that was the message sent. Must have got a couple to get to 14 minutes, but I'm not sure exactly. But he didn't play. And much. then, like I guess I didn't think Matthews was very like Nylander again was their best forward in terms of creating chances. Like he was pretty good the whole night. Yeah, but it just felt like it just felt like there was definitely a chance to send a message in this game especially with your crowd booing on home ice and like maybe just a little bit of accountability here. But yeah, I, I was underwhelmed big time by Marner and I, I think it's a big enough sample size to now start having the conversation of what's going on here. Like yeah. This feels like a long stretch of hockey for him, for him to not be his dynamic self. Yeah. So a couple of things to touch on. One of them, you and I disagree on the idea about booing oh, for yeah. that game. I, listen, I'm not like a you can't boo the team yeah. guy, but like usually it's booing that your team is bad and consistently showing it. Like the idea of being a fan is that you're there for the team and the good and the bad, whatever. When they're, yeah. a good team. they're five, two, and one, they had a bad stretch of play. Booing? You, you give me a couple Scotiabank large Canadians. And uh, I paid 350 bucks for a lower bowl ticket. Yeah. You better believe Great. I'm booing those fellas. I mean, okay. There's, Go ahead, listen, there's, a, there's a special level of bad that deserves booing. And them through 40 tonight was as piss poor an effort as I can ever remember seeing from a hockey team. And like, they it, were dreadful I for mean, most of was, the game. At that point in the game, it was two nothing. And yeah, you know, the Kings had carried the, the run of play. Certainly. But it just, it's not like the Oilers where they started the season one five and like they're dogging it again, you know? Anyway, I mean, but, of course you can boo. People get really butthurt if you say they can't boo. <laughs> have at it. But well, this maybe seemed like the wrong time for me. The end of the third period, as the end of the second period, they were in the least offensive zone for two minutes and 45 <laughs> seconds. No, it was like the, no, whole... the people in there were surly. They were getting a Bronx. Uh, cheer for a clear i know like that was a special kind of bad where listen i it's an expensive night down there if you uh take your family to a lease game you might be taking out a second mortgage to do it so i i completely yeah, yeah. identify with it it makes it makes us a real sports town you know who would have been booing them new york fans you know who would have been booing them philly fans all I, actually, I had the opposite thought. I was yeah. like, this seems like something an uninformed crowd would you do. Think? How do you say that? It's it's a passionate fan fan base. Yeah, like if that's the Philadelphia Flyers and they're putting out that effort and they're supposed to be the good team the Leafs are, yeah. I can guarantee the Philly faithful's booing them off the ice. New York, anywhere. Like the real sports fans, yeah. they're pretty passionate and pretty surly. And there was a surly crowd. As we're talking, I just like pulling up a couple stats from the night, yeah. looking at like zone time and all that. By the way, I came across a tweet that um, the Leafs have been outscored seven nothing uh, in nine games at five on five when Reeves is on the ice. That's from Nick D'Souza. Um, so that's not good. But I was looking at zone time. So the Kings had mm. the puck ozone possession time of five minutes. So that's not they were in the Leafs zone for seventeen forty one, but they had the puck for five minutes at even strength. Well, the Leafs only had it for three and a half in the Kings end. So, 
Yeah, that's a lot of hockey to defend at even strength with the other team having the puck. I get it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Was there anyone that was good? I'm trying to pick out somebody. I had that same thought. I was like, good players. Too. I want to say something positive, but like, I can't even like that first goal, even God, that wall, let, like everybody's, everybody's, you know, baby Joe wall, that first goal he lets in is putrid. The it's deflected putrid one. Goal. No, the one like that he comes in on the, like this the, after the total yard sale. Yeah. Yeah. But this one goes in the net. Like. I don't know. That's a tough sort of yeah, bouncy bounce there. Putrid goal. Anyways, I just, I felt like they, not one man on the Toronto Maple Leafs played well tonight. So no. I don't really know how to break that part of it down, but. No, it's just lifeless. And it's this whole off the road trip thing. Yeah. Should have been semi-predictable. I think it's worth giving the Kings a little credit that, you know, they really played a, they're a big team. They mm. skate well. You know who rips the puck? Kaliev. Yeah. Fiala. Kempe. Doughty. Like they have guys that rip it. Like that's a pretty good Kings team. Not I have to, that excuses the Leafs effort tonight. No, I, you know, we talked to a lot of Kings today on the show yeah. and Kipper loves the Kings. And, you know, we had Messier on today and he was raving about the Kings and everybody, like all the hockey men really seemed to love the Kings. Hockey and I was like, Lord. I was like, can we pump the brakes in the Kings a little bit here? Yeah. Then I watch them tonight. They are a bunch of mules. Like yeah. they have a lot of guys that are just big, heavy centers. And like down the middle there, Kopitar still looks really, really good. Yeah. Dubois, who I didn't notice a ton. He had a couple chances, he's but good. he's he's just a big, heavy center. And I thought Gano is so bad though. Oh my just god. Like this pass underneath Reeves. That's your guy coming down the wall. Yeah, totally lost. Like who you got? You're standing there, you got an area of the ice. Get your stick down there in the lane. Yeah. So I think we have to have the the Reeves combo. Like I we haven't really done it a ton on the show, but I I you gotta tell me right now, Borny, that if they call up literally anybody Give me from Bobby the Marlies, yeah. like McMahon or Tivberg or Abruzzese or You're any me. of these guys they break they call up, yeah, there's no way it's the fourth line's not immediately better. Yeah, and that was part of the combo on the show today was just like that. Reeves, you kind of accept that you're not going to drive play, but having this like nuclear deterrent of drive over play. How about have the puck for five minutes, I know. five seconds? He, he, but the problem, though, is you have to be good enough to play. And he played seven and a half minutes tonight. Yeah, He didn't get on the ice because they don't think that line can do it. So, yeah, something kind of has to give there. By the way, I kind of I was going to say something before and I didn't get back to it, yeah. which is the idea about benching a player or, you know, whatever. This is the point in the season where you can say maybe this costs us this game, but we just have to let people know that it's not acceptable. And I don't know if loading up the line of Marner, Matthews and Nylander. I don't know if tonight was the night for that down three, nothing. I understand you're trying to win a hockey game, but at some point you got to say to these guys, you got to be able to generate something without getting all the best players on the same line, you know? Yeah. It was, it felt pretty over to me. Yeah. And oh, I, I agree when they, when they start the third period and those three guys are together, I had the exact same feeling being like, like really? Yeah. yeah really? Like it, it felt We're like a this. treat, you know? Yeah. And it was like, maybe it's time for less carrot and more stick. Yeah. Maybe you like put, you Gregor with Matthews for a shift or two. Yeah, Just like I'm try in. anything. I'm different. in. You know, yeah. I, I've said this to you before, but like when I was with uh Sheldon in the American League, the Leafs were calling everyone up because the Leafs sucked. Yeah, like oh, yeah. 2015, 16, and 16, 17, calling everyone up. So we had a bunch of ECHLers. 
and we won all the time because those guys would come in for three games and work so insanely oh, hard. Man. And the opportunities you gave to guys farther down the lineup, like they were were energized. You would get something more. I'm not saying about out of call up guys, but Gregor, sure, give him a look with a little more opportunity. You know, maybe Nyes gets a run, a little bit more run with those guys. I don't know, but it did seem like tonight I didn't agree with the decision to load those guys up and just keep playing them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have the, the ice times in front of me, but in a game like this, it felt like it was just totally needless. Like yeah. what it's been such a massive conversation in this city, and like it's just a huge thing about how much these top guys are playing. Yeah. And in a game where you have absolutely nothing, the first game back from a road trip, I guess none of the guys got over 20, which is good. Yeah. I think that the the most played was Marner at 1924. Oh, Tavares actually played a second more than than Marner tonight which, you know, it's fine. None of them got over 20, but I just felt like they could even gone, they could even gone less than that tonight. Like yeah. this could have been a light, but I guess had it been nothing, well, you probably would have played him. Honestly, if one of those guys, if Gregor was flying, maybe he'd have got yeah. more, but there just wasn't anyone tonight. So, so okay. I was just going to say like, I kind of, I kind of tease it off the top here, Yeah. but did that like that did, that didn't shake you too, too hard. Right. About the team, no. I mean, okay. it is off the backs of a long road trip, 12-day road trip. You finally get home, sleep in your own bed, and you get up, and they're like, it's another grinder against the Kings. And it's like, ah, I'm really? just ailing doing stuff. this. Yeah, so I, I get. But, no, you definitely have moments, and I'll tell you why. This actually ties to where I was going to take yeah. it. We started talking about defense off the top and kind of steered away. Mm. But that's where I had my moments where I was like, it's possible that Klingberg can't play. Yeah. That like you, you may have to tape a pick to him to unload him. that, that bad. Like, all right. Mm. So this one where he goes back and he can't handle it and it's a turnover and all that, it's not pretty, but there's a pinch in the ozone in the third period. I know you're going for it where you, all right, it's a two on one the other way. Then he goes down again and tries to put one through his feet and turns it the, over again through the legs, toe drag. He tried like off a pass that was behind him. That's the one the that was after the bad pinch. Yeah. And yeah. then I think we actually have, uh, I, I don't have the list in front of me of what clips we have, but the goal at the end where, you know, there, maybe he's supposed to hand a guy off, but you know, he doesn't play Kopitar particularly well. Like he's just, man, I understand he does some things on offense, but he is atrocious yeah. at turnovers. This one, you know, puck just goes by him. Okay. Go take Kopitar then, or he, he just gets him. beat back to the net. Like he doesn't have anyone. No. So I... he's a problem, man. They took him off the, the first power play unit. So now you're PP two, you're on the third pair with legacy and you're still a liability. What are we doing? Yeah. it. I think he's had a lot of, moments throughout the first few weeks of the season where you can see the upside and you can see why they kind of have taken a chance on him. Yeah. But the nights where it's like this, it's like, holy crap, is this guy, can this guy play in the NHL? Well, he looks like a shinny player tonight. No, he really does. And when he's not contributing offensively, I saw him actually get a shot through to the net tonight, which is something that he has been able to do. Yeah, it was actually a really good play. Yeah. Like, I was all planning to rip him tonight. And yeah. Like, I know. Ah. It kind of it's a great play. It ate up Talbot pretty high. He got him. It yeah. was a nice wrister from the top of the from the the sort of the top of the circle there. But yeah, it's it's scary right now. And well, you paid a lot of money for him, and you said the the tape a, a pick to him. But like, what are you going to replace him with? 
Well, just having $4 million to do something with the deadline is what's appealing to me. $4 million, man. Like, $4 million? Your hope was that he'd become a 60-point power play one guy who found it again. You remember Shattenkirk was great, struggled, went to Tampa, found it for dirt cheap again, then went and got paid again. Mm -hmm. D'Angelo went to Carolina for dirt cheap, found it, got paid again. You wanted to be the place where he found it? Uh, it may just be lost. Like it, it may not be around anymore. Yeah. Like it may be a really good hiding spot, like yeah. hide and seek, but like you're in the, in a trash can in the garage, like you can't <laughs> find it. Yeah. It's trouble. So that was one of the things when we talked about, you know, you, are you worried about the team? That's one where I'm going, that might not be a, sh- you know, a short term slow yeah. start. That may be a problem. You know, I was, I had some things to say about Lilligren. Lilligren's been very good for the Leafs mm-hmm. this year. I actually, I'm really comfortable with him yeah. as one of the Leafs six. And even as they head into playoffs, like I think he's developed into a pretty good, probably third pair guy. You need him to be like that. Kill penalties, play in your third pair. But he is small and he does get eaten up. And look at this one here by, by Roy. To me, Ooh. this is a bad hit. Like, I, I think Lilligren's in a vulnerable spot and he gets pumped in the numbers a little bit there. I didn't think that was particularly great. I think that's a dangerous play. Yeah, it's a bad play. And so that's a game removed from getting crushed by Trennan in Nashville, right? Mm -hmm. So he's taken a couple bad looks, their licks down low. And then do we have the goal, Jobo, where uh, he's going back on it? I think it's the third goal, and he just doesn't want to get hit again. And he's not a huge guy, and I don't blame him. But I worry about him and those sort of things. And that's what playoffs looks like, right? Yeah, you got to take some big hits to make plays and stuff. You got to keep going back, back on it. First touch, easily first to the pocket. He just bails out. He doesn't yeah. want that one. No. Not and it's Byfield bearing down on him, who's a just a mutant, yeah. massive guy. And, and, and then, Justin Hall used, mm-hmm. used to go back and get plowed, but he pushed the puck to someone else first. Yeah. You know, uh, he didn't just blow by the puck like that. Another, another power play goal against tonight the penalty kill looking shaky again you mentioned justin hall and i'll mention it again here they miss him so bad on the penalty kill they miss him so so bad on the penalty kill and obviously they're up their forward their forward uh depth for guys who can kill it's different now than it's and it's been in years past but defensively like on that goal there it's riley and lilligren killing penalties i know like like, those are not the guys that you would ideally have out there you want to be your last guys even last year probably in the playoffs you're going with hall mccabe giordano you know and brody you're going with four other guys in that before those two so so i want to ask this is more of a big picture one quickly here just because we talk about um we talk about uh, Bertuzzi getting maybe benched tonight, maybe injury. We're not sure what happened with him in the third there, but he didn't play much. What are we giving Trilliving's off season here? Three weeks into the season. Well, who, who did he sign? Right. Have you liked? Yeah. So Klingberg, I'm going to say that's a solid C minus at Ooh, the best. That's a D so far. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying he can't no. find it, but so Reeves, far. I mean that that's really, really bad. Domi years. See, Domi, I think has been better. Yeah, I actually even liked that they were down three nothing. He was like, "I'm going to fight someone in the face." I don't care. Apparently, there, I liked it. Bertuzzi. Yeah, five point five million. 
I wonder a bad penalty call on him there, but I wonder if that was involved in the benching. Cause it's just another one where you're behind Careless. the play chasing. And it's like, move your feet and get in front of the puck carrier. So you don't have to do that. Yeah. And it was a dive and it was a trip, but like, it That's wasn't really cool. a penalty, but like you're swinging your stick from behind the guy and he goes down and it's you're a letting penalty. Letting the ref make a choice. Yeah, you put him in a spot to do it. So I would, you know, I wonder what the, the thought process between Keith and Treliving is right now. Right. Like, you know, say what you will about Dubis, but he always gave keep keep guys in the bottom six that were like capable grunts who were defensive guys who like had a role or whatever. Yeah. And you could play them. Like this fourth line, he can't even play it. Yeah. It's just gets immediately caved in every night. He can't he's playing Klingberg 20 minutes a night and he's been horrible for a lot of nights. Yeah. You know, Domi has been better, but like he had a horrible start of the season. He benched for Tuesday potentially tonight. Like it's got to be interesting to know what the dynamic like the is between those two guys right now. Cause we always talked about Treliving loving Dubis. I was loving uh, Keith. Where if Keith loves. Right now? Yeah. You know, it's, that's a great point. I think Sheldon has a contract extension, so he probably yeah. feels like he can tell him. Yeah. Oh, this one ain't working. Yeah. But I agree with you. The last thing I'll say two quick things before we go here. I, I sent the tweet. And uh, I really loved it. And you mentioned it. Domi being pissed off about losing embarrassingly on home ice was a really refreshing thing to see for the Leafs. Yeah. Because it's just never happened. Like this, this game, I mean, listen, the Leafs have lost games over the last couple of years where they're a really good team. But they've had dog performances. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of these kind of games yeah. and no one seemed to care. Like no one ever did anything. They Everyone just took to their meetings. To their <laughs> yeah, they just took their meeting. They're going back to the South Kings way to go to their palatial homes and just relax. Yeah. And Domi's out there cross-checking guys down, grabbing dudes by the collar. Got that stupid look in his face with the no teeth, and he's just he's he's yelling at guys. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's yeah. just nice to see somebody mad about losing. You know, the nicest thing you can say about some professional athletes is that they're sore losers. Like, yes. You don't want people like myself. Oh, the best loser. Uh, great, <laughs> oh, game. great game great by game. you guys tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did awesome tonight. <laughs> we'll get them next time, boys. Yeah, um, you know yeah. And last thing I have for you is yay or nay on the silver buckets. So 100% yay in theory. Mm. I have no problem. You're Los Angeles. Only Los Angeles and Las Vegas can go yeah. do this stuff, and it's cool. It just doesn't really work from like a fashion standpoint. So I think, well, I definitely, I know it definitely doesn't work in terms of like a look. If there were shiny metallic stuff somewhere else, maybe it just so garish that See, if it, could they tone it back a little? I love it. I, 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 I absolutely for great taste though. I, <laughs> hey, now <laughs> I don't mind it. I just think it looks really cool. Like yeah, it's just it's something, to, it's something totally different. I thought it was so cool. And they like, did it. I have a 4k TV, not to brag. Yeah, it's just 4k <laughs> TV. Other kinds now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I have a 4k <laughs> TV. Um, and you could see like the reflections of all the things around them on their helmets. Yeah. And I love that old school Kings logo with like the white gloves. It's definitely like a hot shot. Look, it's super flashy. Yeah. But I bet you the boys get fired up when they get to wear the silver buckets. Like, well, I guarantee I'll tell you why. You oh, yeah. Look at that. That's okay. a great That's look. a great. So you can't be bad in it. 
fair. Like if San Jose's wearing this yes. kit, we have to just remove the helmets and give them black helmets and say, try again when you're above 500. Yeah. Maybe that's the rule. If you're, if you're above 500 or if you're in a playoff spot, silver buckets, if you're not. So it's like, it's like, uh, in Sweden. Yeah. If you're the, the leading, leading scorer, score, you get you the gold. Win. Yeah. The shiny flame helmet. <laughs> As an aside, is that the, like, the worst idea ever? It's like, like oh, who's the guy I'm going to catch with his head down? Oh, it's the guy with the flame bucket that's leading their team. In yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're looking around for the other team's best player. They're literally shining a spotlight on him. Thanks. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you don't so, want that. Do you think there's a chance it's a trap game? Leafs looking ahead a little bit, gets off a long road trip, going down to Boston to play a big divisional rival. Yeah, yeah I think coming Thursday too, there is an element that probably played in here where this is not the focus for the week. Yeah. So hopefully they can get McKay back for this weekend or this week. Maybe they can get him back in for for uh, the Boston game. I'm not too positive on that, but yeah. Maybe Revo can scare the boys in his mask in the dressing room on the way out to the ice this time. A little jolt of adrenaline. Maybe punch someone tonight. Like there's a dead crowd. Might Guys have. look dead. You just know on a punch over there. Well, they got that. They were talking about that England guy that maybe we know. Like, I don't know. Like, no, maybe England, try. Scoring. Maybe try to fight someone or like what else are you doing you might as well try i guess reeves is like they don't put me on the ice it's hard for me (laughs) (laughs) but you didn't play well enough to be out there all right everyone thanks we'll catch you again on thursday night post game see you then